up. <laughs> Dunlap back in the building. You. Yeah, nah, nah, that that was great, bro. I really appreciate that, like for real, for real. Like that was nice little sazon that you added to it. Yeah, a little sazon. Just man. keeping it in uh, in, in, in light with everything. You exactly, know what I'm saying? exactly. Taking it back to the roots with the Dunlop. Oh, there we go. Hello, good people. My name is 4KJ. This is a Foot of Stress podcast. How are you, good folks, doing? I am joined always by the good brother Frankie Metals. Pardon me. And adjusting early in the building But you know You hit a lighter flick You know what's going on out here Frankie Metals A.K.A. El Capitan A.K.A. El Cap A.K.A. Caps Lock A.K.A. The Backwood Ninja A.K.A. Texas Frankie A.K.A. The Segway King A.K.A. The Left A.K.A. The Savior A.K.A. The Sensei How will you, beloved? Look at this There's something very wrong with that blunt Excelente And what's wrong with it? It looks lopsided Well, you know you know, I'm, I'm you know, not gonna ask, you know what I'm not, they said. I'm not going to ask any questions. <laughs> I'm cool. I already see where you're going with it. You know, I, let, the stallion, Meg the stallion okay, said she we, like it with a hook in can it. Can we just, oh, let me just, all right. <laughs> Church announcements. Follow the show on everything. Instagram for the stress <laughs> underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4kj. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You can follow a celestial goddess on IG for your holistic healing. You can follow at IST on IG for your herbal news. You can follow at Embrace Naturally on IG for your hair care needs. You can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC for your recording needs. Make sure y'all like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a motherfucking friend, and all that good shit like that there. Now, before Frankie was about to take this whole conversation left, um, we forgot the left. I what? Did I? No, I don't know. I, mean, I just, I just felt like you maybe, forgot something. Maybe I don't maybe. care. That's funny. I funny. At first, I never was all right. It's another one. But now I give a fuck. Now yeah. I'm like, yo, you forgot <laughs> this now, one. Now it matters, right? <laughs> nah, I'm a. You know, there's a lot of them, so I try to keep track. Sometimes I, you know, throw some in, switch some out, shit like that. It's cool. I love it. But. On to more important matters. The episode releases, we drop every Tuesday, if you're new. You know what I'm saying? This particular Tuesday is July 20th. Why is this significant? This is this is significant because this is the born day of the good brother, Frankie Metals. Our good brother. The excelente king himself, the co-hostess with the mostest. Look, it stops. See, no, like no, it's no. hating. It's going. It's going. All right. So, like, it, it, it. well, thank you. It, it, well, let's see. I had a whole spill going on, and the fucking computer wanted to. Anyway, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it's fucking Frankie Metal's birthday, bro. You understand what I'm saying? How old are you? How old would you be if you don't mind? I do mind. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Frankie's older. That's all you niggas need to know. All right? My good brother is older. He's wiser. He's smarter. He's getting better. And I'm just here to celebrate my good brother today. Um, I just want to say publicly, bro, I want to thank you for everything that you do. 
I appreciate everything you 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 have done and, and pushed me and all that type of shit and your commitment to the show. I love you, beloved. You you are family, and because of that, I had to give my good brother something. Just gonna do a live unboxing on air. Oh, so I had to give my good brother something. Here you go, big dog. This is for you. What's that? Happy birthday, bro. Appreciate all that you do. This is for you. I'm saying. Bring it here. Love you, bro. Gotta hug you with the oh, bottle. No, no, no. I gotta hug, gotta hug you with yeah, the yeah. with the bottle. Yeah. If you explain to the people what's going on right yeah, now. Frankie is hugging me right now. Full on. With the bottle in his hand. Yeah, behind your back, with, squeezing it against your back. Yeah, pause if necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for you, bro. Thank you very much. And I'm opening this right now. Yeah, of course. I, I wanted you to open it right now because. You know, I knew you was going to do that right now. You're a guy. You know what I'm saying? You're a good guy. Had to bless that. I don't care what Kano says about you. <laughs> Kano, when you're not here. <laughs> Kano, don't talk shit about me when I'm not here, Kano. Had Damn, to, had to bless my man's my... got me to jug with the little pinky handle. Had to bless my good Where's brother. My you know you taking one with me, and of I course. hope you know that. Of course. All right, because, you know. Yeah. Had to oh, bless yeah, my oh, good oh, brother. Man. Had to get him to, of course. You know what I'm saying? That is a very that it. I saw a TikTok about that. Like about people, the yeah, they like people in Jersey tap the bottom. Like you know, that's a thing. That's definitely a thing. Like you can't open any type of alcoholic but, beverage if nobody <laughs> types the bottle. That's like bad luck. And you know, that's like asking for alcohol poisoning. Right. You don't deserve it. Exactly. That's how they know who deserves and who don't. Because first of all. If you're not from down here. Exactly. Your ass won't know to do that when they hand you the bottle. Exactly. You think, see, that's the thing. You think they handing you the bottle no, to take not. it. That's who you know, know, and don't know. Because when you, you got to boop. Yeah, you got to. Top and bottom that. for some folk. Top yeah. and bottom for some folk. Yeah. But the top, the top part is acceptable, yeah, you know, amongst. Yeah, tapping a bottle is a sign of. The gringo community. Yeah, tapping you know. a bottle is a sign of respect. It's, a, it's, a, it's an acknowledgement that, th that good things about to be. It's an acknowledgement that you in on this. Yes. You know? That you Are you partaking? Yeah, that you understand then, you know, what's about to happen. Because the other guy happen. be like, I don't drink. Right. I don't drink. So now you know you don't drink. Now you want to figure out why he don't drink. But still, even people who don't drink. You don't know. Yeah, even people who don't drink still tap the bottle. Voila. Salud. Salud. Exactly. Hold on. Let me wait for you to sit down. Thank you. Courtesy. Hold Good. on. Headphones on. Yeah, yeah. Get, get right before we take this shot. And it's like this. Like this. Salud, brother. Salud, bro. Mmm. Ooh. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that shit. Bow, bow. Ooh. Mmm. That shit got me hot already. Goddamn. Loving it. Shit, bro. I'm going to get started on this blunt. I will leave you some. There is plenty. Oh. <laughs> How you feeling, man? Another 365 around the sun, man. How you feeling? Yo, it's just another day. It's just another day. I'm. I felt like I could be honest with you right now. Of course. I don't really celebrate my birthday. Why is that? Because it's another day that I ain't got what I'm looking for. Mm. That's how I've always felt on my birthday. And I don't tell everybody that because people don't really want to hear that. They think it's a downer. But it's. I'm perfectly fine with that attitude. If anything, I'm hungriest on my birthday. Like while people are on some y'all must celebrate, it's my day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, it's a, it's my day that I don't like. 
right? Like I'm not in the position I wish to be in. It's another day that I'm not where I'm at. So where I want to be it's at. It's extra motivation for you. Absolutely. Okay. So maybe for the last, I say on and off, I got to be reasonable, but mm-hmm. for the last 10 years, I don't celebrate my birthday. Hmm. I just work. And I don't tell people it's my birthday. I work, boom, and then maybe, you know, it'd be like a dinner with the moms, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 dinner with my daughter. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right back to it. I understand that, but like... I never did it big since... I don't remember the last time. I don't remember doing it big, for, you know, for my birthday. But, you know, even with that, though, like... I understand. I completely understand your position. It's just that, you know... It's another year that you made it. And plus, what do you do on your birthday? I don't know. And I can't. Do you I'm not, drink? I'm, I mean, I'm not really disagreeing with you because right. I don't really want to do nothing for my birthday either. All right. So I don't really because because I, right, I feel you because right. I feel I feel how you feel like nah, I gotta get to it. Like, I don't but know do how you drink? Do you part? Do you partake in consumption? Sometimes, with some people? sometimes I'm usually just around my family right. and people. So who basically, love me. on your on not on your birthday or on your birthday, you're doing the same. Yeah, more than same like, stuff. More than likely, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, people been asking me what I want to do. You know, I kind of do what I want every other day. I mean, so why should today be any different? Right, right. Now, if uh, there's a difference between like what you want to do, like mm-hmm. what do you want to have been done on the day of your birth? That's how I hear it. Right, what right. do you want to remember you did? And to me, that's a cool thing. Like, oh, you know, I did something cool on my birthday, but it could equally mean nothing. True, but it depends on how how you value memories, though. Because Indeed. It's, because it's like, yo. So depending if you did something and you don't really remember it, it kind of like it don't matter. It didn't even happen. I think my only point of contention is I like to celebrate milestones. So same thing. I ain't reached the milestone I wanted. Okay. So therefore, it's nothing to toot. So like 35, 40, like I, that's those are ones I'm going to like celebrate because it's like it means something. It means something, especially yeah. from where we from. Like, bro, I didn't even think I was going to make it this far. But see, that's also the thing. See, I, I spend a lot of time maybe reflecting on my birthday mm-hmm. so solo time dolo time you know reflecting on what it is so you know even that day it's a spiritual day for me because yeah. that was the day that i was born i'm completing a cycle right so i look at everything that has happened everything that i've done mm-hmm. and i'm like how can i do it better and the things that didn't that happened and went left on me i'm trying to get right with the life. I, I i'm do, trying to get I, right with it i do that too like on my birthday i it's like heavy reflection on my birthday right because at the end of the day real people know yeah it could be over yeah. you might not celebrate this might be the last birthday not to be morbid but i wake up on that type of time because i'm aware you know i wake up aware that yo today was a blessing right <clears throat> how many times do i wake up out of the days that i have to appreciate that i was there for it mm-hmm. you know because it feels good to do shit it so, feels good so, to like help people so let me ask you this then is there anything that you are looking to be better at starting this new cycle always yeah so it's improvements right okay you know what i'm saying but the the way i think when i'm in reflective mode it's almost like imaginary. It's imagination. Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Imagination is powerful, though. It is, but not in the moment. 
in the moment you just like appreciating what it is but it ain't real yet so there's a level of appreciation you have to have when you come back to mm. the real world mm. and know that it's still important so that's the thing realizing that your imagination is real yeah and then having faith and saying you know i think this when i'm by myself but i know that other people are gonna see this one day and be like you know that's a story he got a story because only you could work on your story. That's a fact. Nobody can work on your story. Second shot. Wait, hold on, bro. We not. I it's do, my I... birthday. You gonna drink if I want to. <laughs> drink if I want to. I'm gonna to. take a second shot and then that's gonna be it for me because we still have a show to conduct. Okay. Okay. Well, guess what? This show today, since you alleyed it up to be this huge celebration, is gonna be a little bit like drink champs. We, I'm gonna get you drunk. You're not gonna get me drunk, bro. Remember he said that. <laughs> I'm not Remember that he said I'm that. doing two shots and then we going right back to work. Okay, grown man. Yeah, man. Okay, grown man. Yeah, man. Salud. Let's do it. Salud, brother. Salud. <sighs> Shit. It's just as bad as the first time. Well, not bad, but... <laughs> Woo. Mm-hmm. Mission accomplished. I only needed that second one. That's the thing about liqueur, you know? You could take one and you'll be like, oh, I don't know if I want to have six of these. But you don't have to. The second one will get you right. Bro, I don't know if you remember. We did an episode on your birthday last year where you took nine shots. Damn. Do you remember that? A little bit. Exactly. Exactly. And by the end of that episode, you were sitting sideways. Was I wilding? Towards the end, yeah. But oh, like man. when it when it all kicked in and you was like, hey, yo, 4K. And I was like, yeah, we got to turn this shit off. Yeah. I turn was, into DMX when I drink. Yeah, so I was, I, I remember cutting it because I saw where you were going. I just like to have a good time. Of and, course. And be honest, you know, so the shots just... Uh, you know, I drink socially. Right. I don't really drink by myself. I don't. I don't really like if if I'm not with you or some of the other homies. I don't drink. No. I don't drink at all. But you know, this is a celebration. You know what I'm saying? We you know celebrating my good brother's birthday. You know, um, shout out to all the cancers and all that type of shit. You know, rising and Libras and whatever the fuck your shit is. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to all the cancers and all that type mm. of shit, man. But yeah, I just wanted to um, publicly show my appreciation for my good brother. And I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's been a wild ride, but we still rolling. Mm. We still rolling. Um, I guess we can get into it. Uh, shit, where do we start? So much shit. Oh, fuck. Okay, we got to get a little... A somber moment after all of this celebration we just celebrated life and unfortunately we have to celebrate a passing biz marquee r.i.p to biz marquee he passed last friday at the age of 57 um at the time of this recording his cause of death is still unknown if you don't know who biz marquee is first and foremost you're a fucking bozo <laughs> because how dare you mm. biz marquee is a hip-hop legend he has made classic songs such as um, Just a Friend, The Vapors. You know what I'm saying? Bismarck Key has been integral 
to the hip hop community as a whole. Um, he will be severely missed. Yeah, man, that shit was just. I was hearing stories that he was sick anyway, mm. and in true internet fashion, someone tried to kill him two weeks ago. Mm. But the official report came out last Friday, and um, yeah, man, the hip hop community is hurting yeah. over this one right. especially with this with DMX with Black Rob right. like it's been a lot of notable hip hop figures passing this year oh MF Doom excuse me let me be respectful um yeah man so uh, R.I.P. to Biz Marquis R.I.P. condolences to his family to everyone who loved them I actually went back and listen to a lot of old Biz Marquis shit. And I completely understand why he was as important as he was. Just the his cadence, his an flow. icon. He was an icon. Yeah, in every sense of the word. In every sense of the word. From the beatboxing to his fashion, like You were a man in black. He was a man in black. <laughs> yeah, he on, he man. that was him. That was him. So RP to Biz Marquis, man. That is take care of yourselves, man. That's what I gotta say on that. That that's cause that's um highly unfortunate. Prayers to his family, bro. R.I.P. to Biz Marquis, rest in power. And all of that good shit like that there. Um So I'm gonna let you decide, bro, because it's your birthday. Do you wanna get into this Cuba shit or do you wanna talk about Jersey City housing? I would like to talk about. I just had a question. Let's do it. <clears throat> you know, in the light of my birthday. Of course, yeah, we here. I just want to ask Hood Beetle. Right? Hood, Hood Beetle. This guy goes. He goes by the name Cash. Uh, HS Cash. Okay. So you know, I got a question. I hit him up a numerous times just to ask him one question in light of my birthday. Okay. Why'd you tell niggas I was dead, bro? Yo. Can I just take the time to actually <laughs> use the platform that I worked on with you, just to ask publicly? Do, like, do you think, hey, listen, man. For those who, for those of you who don't know the backstory, right? Maybe two to three years ago, Frankie popped up dead on Facebook. Dead as Dillinger. I woke up to hundreds of text messages. Apparently, and this was one of them being my mother. That's and that's fucking horrible. She ain't on Facebook. Somebody went and told her thinking the shit was real, real. And this was I won't even say two years ago. This was like at the very early stages of COVID. It definitely was. And this and this when when COVID just got over here and people were like getting a little nervous and a few deaths was popping up about COVID. And unfortunately, one of the very early deaths. Or is our supposedly good, supposedly allegedly, allegedly a good a good brother Frankie Metals, right? So it's funny. The I wouldn't have brought this up if I'm not trying to be entertaining. But it is a like a real question that I want answered because why'd you tell niggas I was dead? I don't know. I, yeah, I kind of need to understand that line of thinking. And I'm glad you appreciate it. So I'm gonna give you a little bit of backstory because 
I handle my handle. Yes, you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if somebody got an issue, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit you up. You could hit me up. We gonna hash it out. Okay. And you know, this was a former client, somebody I used to record way back, okay. like a May back. And uh, it was a group of them. Mm-hmm. It'd be a whole group, and I fuck with all of them. Good old fashioned hoodlums. Good old fashioned hoodlums. And I fuck with all of them. I worked even to this day. Right, right. Funny thing, the whole reason I had an instant like what just happened right now is because the dude who posted it is the same guy who I use on my tag. You ready, Meadows, right now? That's the guy that killed He's you? the one who put, po- but he's the one who posted it thinking shit was right, like real because somebody told him that. And he even hit you. He just posted it. He just posted it because I guess they was chilling. It's like a crude thing. And he was like, yeah, yo, yo, Frankie Meadows dead, yo. Off of COVID. That's and the he was shiver. he was drunk and he was like dead. He see the thing is I knew I knew somebody told him because he went all out. If I could show you, I would have used this for my obituary. What he what how he set it up. Mm-hmm. I want to read it because it was so. I, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna read my own obituary basically. Let's do. He it. was like yo, goat. He put the goat. Okay. Spelled it out, all caps. Everything was caps. G O exclamation mark. Said the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Engineer, da 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 da. He let, wrote it out. Yo, I'm so sad you gone. Right? Like, bro, you got my number though. But I didn't, because we, good old fashioned hoodlums, okay. <laughs> don't have reliable jacks. They know. If you don't know, so anything, just, if, if you don't know anything about good old fashioned hoodlums. Their phone services are often shaky. They change. They <laughs> now change, you see me. Now you don't. Yeah, they change numbers often. They'll call you on one number. You call them back the next day. The numbers change. So, if you ever owe them too, yeah. their phone might just go. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, good old fashioned hoodlum. Good old fashioned hoodlum shit. So basically, you know, you know. Long story short, I was very, very curious because I know that now the dude I understood. He was like, "Yo, I took it down. I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. Shout out to him for apologizing. No, he, I, yo, I thought it was real. I posted it in like light. That I was being honest. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? He was genuine. He really felt away. But he got roasted. I'm not gonna. I don't need to say anything towards this man because he's my boy. Right, right. I know him. Right, right. We work together, and this was just a miscommunication. You know. It was a big announcement. He should have made. That's a wild Thor, That's right. a wild announcement. But a lot of people knew that it was bullshit because they were with me the night before, like three, four in the morning. Like literally, I was just with him. What are you talking about? Like he died in twenty minutes. <laughs> he was fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> he was fucking lit. So it was what it was. Nah, damn, my nigga Frankie, S.I.P. Mm. One of the best engineers in the city. Okay. For your family, my condolences. Fuck coronavirus. <laughs> Listen, short and right to the point. He but every- he had a good picture. That was a good picture. And all I gotta say is, you know, no, I, I you know that I don't even gotta say I forgive you. It was like, you know, yeah, I you 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 fucked up. You knew it, but you cared. The other dude though, why'd you say I was dead? You ain't know that. Nobody told you that. You just said it. So do you want me dead? Bro, and just to put COVID on you is the wildest shit ever. 
Because that shit was fresh off the presses. COVID just dropped. And I hit him up. I was like, yo, yeah, I'm a. Re- <laughs> it's been unread for the, since since then, since that time. What up, yo? Why you kill me, son? <laughs> Why'd you say I died? <laughs> Why you kill me, son? <laughs> March 31st, 2020. At 8 in the morning when I... I'm never up at 8 in the morning. Right. I was only up because everybody... Now, the thing is, that created a whole bunch of people that thought I'm still dead. But you know what? Let's stop. People think I'm still dead. But let's stop. Okay. Let's stop right there. Because that's a very important point that you brought up, Segway King. It's... I think... There's always a level of who's going to... It's always it's always a... I feel like there's always a level of, yo, who's going to be at my funeral? Or if, if I if I kick the bucket right now, who's going to go all out for me? So now you know who's going to be there whenever... Knock on, I don't have any wood around. Pause. Knock on wood Whenever you finally Kick the bucket You know who's really Gonna be there for you And that's important to know Because especially in a, Even in, even in an instance like this Where it's complete bullshit You know what I'm saying Again like you said Niggas was with you 20 minutes ago Like he's fine But It's important to know How many people Come out And hit your phone And send messages And shit like that Like that's important because that lets you know the impression you leave on people. Oh, but I but I've known this now for a year. That's a, a reality that I can't say most people can actually have the opportunity to have, mm-hmm. where they publicly say you're dead and you get you know inquiries. Some people just accepted this shit because you wished it was so. Like fuck him, he dead. Good. <laughs> Maybe I could get sessions again. <laughs> Motherfucker, no, you can't have sessions again. I'm taking your <laughs> shit from the grave. From the grave. Paranormal Frankie. I got all the equipment. What? And I got Beethoven, Tupac, <laughs> Biggie. Get the fuck out of here. Got all the ghosts of Christmas. I past. got all the goats. Nah, but I'm just talking shit. But yo, dead ass though. I'm really I'm dying to bump into you. I'm been dying to bump into you. Like, just to see you and be like, yo, what? <laughs> Because I want to follow the trail. And that was a punch. We back. <laughs> so to the person who... um Back like we never left. Yeah, so the person who killed Frankie, you were a piece of shit. But um, in celebration of the good brother's birthday... I'm sorry, that was a weird choice of words. Because... The, so Frankie has been informing me about all of this cuba stuff for those who don't know frankie is cuban frankie's family is cuban he has family in cuba cuba excuse me 100 percent. frankie is from the land and all of that so i've been kind of following i've been seeing this story all week and me and frankie have talked about it off mic we've we've watched some news clips about what's really going on in the ground and you know this my good brother Frankie said something to me very um prominent off mic where he was saying the struggle that's happening in Cuba now is 
almost similar to what you know black people go through in america but with cuba from my understanding it's much more aggressive it's much more um sinister they exploit it yeah they exploit they, they it. make examples up see right. out here you know like with the uh the guy who killed george floyd you know he did it and then we had to go through trial right out there they'll take you arrest mm -hmm. you put you on tv and shoot you in front of a tree yeah, so like, like Cuba's They make examples. So like, yeah, yeah, they make examples. And then it's like kind of like it puts you to the point where it's like, what you going to do about it? It's right. Like, so, it was your uncle. It was your mother. It was your father. Right. You know? So for those who don't know who have or who are like myself, who have a very um, beginner understanding of what's happening in Cuba, uh, apparently there's a food and medicine shortage in Cuba happening right now. Um, the Cuban government has stopped testing for COVID. They've restricted the internet and the Cuban people have taken to the streets to, you know, protest this because people are dying due to lack of resources. Um, I've seen thousands of different conspiracy theories surrounding this, um, I do not claim to be an expert in the matter. So I, I wanted to bring this up because Frankie has firsthand experience with Cuba living over there, knowing the people, knowing the history of the government. And I guess my first question to you, like, how do you feel overall as a Cuban just watching this happen? I saw it coming. Because of my, um, I guess, political realignment mm -hmm. and understanding world politics and understanding how Cuba was a different case, being that it's a communist country, something very old school, only a few miles away from American America. soil. So that does make a very unique difference because whatever happens way, 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 way <laughs> far away, you know, that's a problem for later. Right. But these this is a country that's right there always had turmoil mm -hmm. and now you know so it's going through these phases that my family talked about from the jump because like to give you a little bit of perspective when i went i'm uh jim jones listening you know music listening guy on an airplane headed to cuba mm -hmm. where they're stuck in the 60s okay so as soon as i get off the plane i got hit with a culture shock you know and i'm a culture shock to them mm -hmm. in a way because for one here's a few instances a beard there are people don't wear beards right so people don't wear beards it's like why are you wearing a beard it's 100 degrees out here mm -hmm. tattoos people don't got money for tattoos so when you see you tied it up it's like whoa mm -hmm. anything you wear you can wear the brokest stuff you own like whatever to go to the store mm -hmm. and they looking at you like those are nike Un unimaginable they can never afford something like yeah, that they don't have those resources right so everywhere i went i was just grabbing people's attention just mm -hmm. by you know the way i spoke the way i what i had and i try to gain more perspective through them mm -hmm. about their life their way of life now when i landed we would go to a store i just you know converted a bunch of money into their currency so i got a lot of money on me mm -hmm. and we go into a store and there's nothing to buy 
They don't have anything. Hmm. They got stuff you can't use, like soap and things like that. Well, where's the food? Then I go to another store, no food. Another store, no food. So that flipped my world upside down. Mm -hmm. Because out here in America, you could be broke without a dime, but you could find a plate of food. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody will make you a plate of food. There's food. You could find food in a dumpster. Yeah. So it changed my world because now I was hungry for real. Mm -hmm. Damn, I'm hungry. I ain't eat shit. This is what they go through all the time? I'm just visiting. And they understood this. They used to say, we feel bad for you. I'm like, why do you why do you feel bad for me? Because like, you're hungry. I'm like, you're hungry too. Yeah, like, but we're used to it. Mm. We were born and raised this way. We knew what it was to be hungry always. So it's a whole different perspective. And yeah. it was because of that that I started to more appreciate my circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, if they if they could do it with their type of tenacity, drive, resourcefulness, because they still operating off of cars from the '60s, making them work, making them work. Figuring out how to make stereo systems. These people, you know, I say these people because I wasn't raised with them. Mm -hmm. But they're my people because if I go there, I feel like I'm welcomed and at home. I got roots. Right. They, uh, I could sleep outside. I could sleep outside and nothing will happen to me. They just wake me up and be like, you want to come inside with the AC? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, strangers would invite you into their house to have dinner with them. Cook yeah. you some of the best food you ever had. Yeah, that's a that's a different level of um, culture and community out there. Um, with but with hap but mm, words with what's happening now as far as the food shortage. Like I didn't, you know. Again, I'm not a world political buff. I know, kind of lightly know what's happening around the world depends on you know where my interest lies that day and if i want to invest deeply into it has you know you said that cuba was heading in this direction to have a food shortage is it because of just the government is it other people intervening or trying to destabilize cuba by essentially starving their citizens like what it was what is the cause of this or what do you think is the cause of this it's all bullshit it's all bullshit what do you mean by that alright so you know when two presidents meet mm -hmm. and they shake hands mm -hmm. and they're smiling mm -hmm. why do they shake hands for so long you ever shook hands with somebody that like just touching you for like a period of time you're like yo you like on my hand yeah it's just a small talk touch. but they both shaking hands smiling both smiling mm -hmm. looking around mm-hmm it's bullshit. At the end of the day, they probably like whispering to each other like, I'm going to bomb the fuck out of your country when I'm done with this interview. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, well, my fucking, my son's going to fuck your princess. How about that? <laughs> Bukaki, bitch. You know, they, it's all an illusion. Mm -hmm. What is a president from another country supposed to do upon landing? Come off the plane, flipping the finger? Fuck you, bitch. I'm from da-da-da. No. Like, they got to have decorum, mm -hmm. and there's a whole lot of politics in between, right, and also course. feeling now. Of course. And, da -da -da. and that's what happened with Cuba. In the beginning, when, when you got to understand what Cuba is, right? Like, Cuba was a country that started off on a good foot mm -hmm. because it was, like, liberated, right? They say the Spaniards came. Mm -hmm. Now, Spaniards always came. Mm -hmm. 
they came into Haiti, they came into DR, they came into all these islands, they came in there, they took over, and they did it, they managed it how they felt. Right. So, DR and Haiti is a good example of that because on one side of the, on half of the island, they ran it a certain way, and then on the Dominican side, they ran it a different way. Mm -hmm. So on the Dominican side, they integrated. Mm -hmm. They married, they had children, they built, their architecture, everything was inclusive. In Haiti, it was about strict domination, an iron hand. Kill you if you don't do what we do and burn the resources to the crisp. Like, kill the people, burn everything, use them for what it is. Then these people liberated themselves mm -hmm. and were late in the game to the table of politics. And then, you know, fucking Europe didn't even want to acknowledge them. They said they had to pay billions of dollars to be acknowledged by them as a, as a country of their own. So... Cuba is like a country that started off with integration, mm -hmm. led in the greed because of Bautista. He was the president before Cuba, mm -hmm. before Castro. He was in with the gangsters, mm -hmm. the mafia, and like the U.S. in general. But he was whoring Cuba out. Whatever you, he was like full of. Okay. Do whatever you want. Okay. Sell it for the highest bidder. I don't care. I'm making money. Castro was like, yo, you you catering to these motherfuckers? That's what I'm saying that the black struggle is identifiable in the story of Cuba as it is right now, untouched. Okay, so with, so with that is the current Cuban president. I looked it up. It's a guy named... Raul? Uh, Miguel Diaz-Canal. Well, look. That's the president? This is my thing. I don't know about all that, but I'm going to tell well, you what I'll, Cuban's been saying. Well, Once I'll, Castro was out the picture, it mm. was a wrap. So, so with Castro being... At, so Castro... My my understanding of Castro, like he has a military background, right? No, no, no not even mm -hmm. him personally, but just the perception of him is that some people feel like he was a dictator. Some people feel like he was a protector of Cuba. Like it really depends on who you talking to when Castro right. is brought up with this current Cuban president and with everything that Cuba is going through. Is this a situation where Cuba, like you said, is being hoarded out and that's why there's such a lack of resources in the country right now? There's no leadership. So the leadership just, is gone. It so left he's with just, Castro. So he's just... Because to be the leader of Cuba, you had to be the leader of just Cuba's circumstance, mm -hmm. which is trying to keep the people happy through the agriculture, mm -hmm. trying to develop the country through tourism, mm -hmm. and also the, the Bay of Pigs going to war with the United States. So he dealt with a lot that a lot of other presidents and countries didn't have to deal with. Mm -hmm. He literally had to run his country like we did, but he was under attack. Mm -hmm. And not just by the Bay of Pigs. There was a lot of times they tried to assassinate Castro. So being a military leader, he was always trying to outsmart. And when the, the people would be like, oh, nah, because when Castro came in the president, became the president, people loved him mm -hmm. at the time. Then he started changing his way. So the one thing he always preached, like any campaign, oh, I'm going to better this. I'm going to better that. Mm -hmm. He was bettering uh, medical. So, you know, better uh, health care mm -hmm. for everyone. Best education. Right. So he did accomplish those things. But then he used them like a cow mm -hmm. because now he's going to educate you. But then he's going to send you to Peru. Okay. And you're going to be out there for like nine months working. Then you come back, that he give you peanuts. Okay. He keep the money. And also, he only sends people who got families. All right. 
So it's like you can't dip. If you dip, you're abandoning your family. You know what I'm saying? No. So he was very methodical. He was a Sun Tzu. He was a... You got to understand that there's more to this man than what America painted. Mm -hmm. And he did only what he could. He also had a very famous phrase. He said, history will absolve me. Mm -hmm. when, I, when you look at history, you'll see why I did what I did, how I did it. Mm -hmm. First of all, I'm not Puerto Rico. I'm Cuba, right? Cuba's on some military shit. Like, you know, he even him as a guy. It was him and like 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 20 other guys in the jungle fighting this guy's passion isn't like something you find just here and there he was a revolutionary and one that couldn't be toppled america couldn't bring him down to that day the only thing is that brought him down was death itself he died of old age running shit though he had the mind to do it now everyone knew when he was out the picture and his brother would be like the next you know contender he wasn't going to be able to run it. He wasn't going to be able to maintain the same relationships with the other countries. This Cuba's just a bargaining ship. It's right in the center of the field. Everybody's going for it. So, so like he said, so, you know. So with the current crisis in Cuba right now, like when we was watching the videos, um, a lot of the activists and organizers over there were saying like people are protesting because the current Cuban government is it, they essentially don't give a fuck about them same it's, as like how America be moving with Flint Michigan and all these other things right it's so it's so. right so it's like it for this for this current situation though it seems to be more aggressive because just to not feed people to with to withhold those resources to where people can't even live and it's like for what for what right. reason like why are y'all doing this because that's what socialism is right and that's what castro was eventually it was essentially him and venezuela was trying to that's how they're run we're a democracy mm -hmm. we have our own issues though we're still learning what a democracy is gonna end up like right, right. we're seeing what the end of socialism is ending up like mm -hmm. venezuela was crazy oh yeah Venezuela was crazy. Cuba is starting to turn it out, but it's just different cultures, different people. It's going to turn out different mm -hmm. because of the location, you know, geographically, culturally, it's going to be a different thing. But these Cuban people are very intelligent because they've been through a lot. Right. They've been yeah, through a lot. Yeah. Just listening to the organizers, listening to the people who are on the ground and in the streets, like it, it, it feels like they are ready to go to war to maintain their livelihood to make sure that they can take care of themselves because i mean shit you don't have any other choice it's war in the streets yeah like if you're not giving people food resources they can't get any type of fucking you're not even letting them use the internet like what what do you expect to happen hey yo triple triple digit weather people dying of sickness and again the the hypocrisy Mm -hmm. we, uh, that in the videos it displayed that that one of the kids family members died waiting for an ambulance to come for 24 hours mm -hmm. but meanwhile if they were to say some revolutionary shit in the street that the cops would be there in five minutes doesn't that sound like downtown jersey city if you're smoking a cigarette as a crew on the corner it'll take no time at all for them to pull up and tell you to scram it's the same type of oppression oppression is the same and you know, Q 
Cubans have their own terminology for people like that. Like we call cops who are disgraceful pigs. Mm -hmm. You a pig if you a cop with a uniform and you act less than a person. That's that's the same thing as here. And out there they be like, oh, you know, you a pig too, chivato. Mm -hmm. Right? Are you a snitch? Because mm -hmm. out there, when people snitch, they snitch into the government, the officials, that type of shit. They telling the officials, "Yo, he was popping some shit the other day at the bar," and that's the system. That's the system out there in Cuba. It be like that. Everything's word of mouth. Somebody snitch, boom. So that's why there's a lot of animosity out there because even neighbors within neighbors, there, and people can't trust one another. But it's not about black and white. Uh, brown it's politics politics it's, it's, everybody's it's the, cuban it, it it feels like it's the government right. just straight up oppressing its people right it, and, and using fear using fear to keep their people right. in line right and it's always and it's for me watching this situation is wild because it's like you know you hear history like this where you where you or you read about you know 50 years ago some other country was oppressed by his dictator but to see this happening now in 2021 to where a government is just like so fucking what right that shit is wild to me and and it in relation to america like we have too many resources to get to that point but i understand where the similarities are like I get why I get why we should support the Cuban people because the level that they're the, like we're we're they're fighting oppression like we're fighting oppression but we're but doing, on that end it's more of a primal right we're urgency. doing we're doing it a fighting oppression here while it does have very bad moments when you leave the rally and go home you still have way more than the average Cuban citizen would have. So it's like we're fighting it from like a point of like comfort still. We're not dying just trying to get some sleep or trying to get some basic resources like food and water. And it's like that's a whole nother level of fight and oppression and revolution that I don't think American people are even equipped to handle and i think it takes someone like you to travel to travel there and see it firsthand and you know other people i know who have been to truly oppressed countries because we're oppressed i'm not going like i'm not going to say america doesn't have a system of oppression but it's not like this you can still you can record the protests with your iphone you know what i'm saying they don't even they don't even yeah know. like you can you can go get an uber back home after the mm -hmm. rally's over they'd have to walk miles back home beat up exactly like it's a whole different level of oppression and with the world like i saw something right i was reading about it and there's been multiple superpowers trying to destabilize cuba for a long fucking time Mm -hmm. CIA shit too You're right Like just trying to Take it over For their own personal reasons Just like Like Cuba's a country like that Haiti's a country like that All mm -hmm. those little islands out there Liberating themselves Liberating themselves These superpowers Don't really like that You remember Harvey Dent When he said Oh you don't live long enough To become the villain Yeah 
That's that's essentially what Castro was like. Hmm. He lived long enough to turn into the villain, and then, but he only did so because people was coming at him. Mm-hmm. And he, Castro was like a Tupac. He popped shit. Mm-hmm. Quick to pop shit. Mm-hmm. He's one of those presidents that'll be like, "Well, I'll nuke you. How about that?" Very quick. Oh, let me let me ask you because you keep bringing up Castro. Is there another Cuban president who? Is similar to Castro and no. his and his like commitment to Cuba. Uh, the only person that people respect on that level, um, secondarily, would be Che Guevara. Okay, because Che Guevara was from Argentina, mm-hmm. but was on that revolutionary tip mm-hmm. because in every part of the world where they was trying to liberate themselves, there was a jungle, and essentially. When you're in war, you have to create a base. Mm-hmm. And the jungle is, that's why they call it guerrilla warfare, right, right. base in the jungle. You hide out in the jungle so that they can't come and finish you off. Of course. So with Castro, it was that type of guerrilla warfare, but he needed a teacher. Mm-hmm. He was a law student. You know, he ain't know how to bust off like that. When Che Guevara heard of his struggle, mm-hmm. he was already making that his business. I'm going to go, I'm going to train you, you're going to liberate yourself. And then I'm out to the next thing. Because that's his calling. All right. He helped Castro. Brought it up to where it needed to be. And then he got killed shortly after that. Mm-hmm. Right? So, but Castro already had taken that teaching, that regiment into his being. And made it that of the whole country. Right. And their phrase for many years was patria o muerte. Which means patriotism or death. Right? So now the, the hashtag in Cuba is Patria y Vida. So patriotism and life. Mm. Right? And that's what everybody's kind of rallying behind out there. Right now there's a record. If you want to understand basically real in a musical way the history of Cuba. Because like they make a song about it and they go in with everything that it means. You know, in this particular song you see the passion. Mm-hmm. Because these are, uh, you know, understand. If America was like. 99% black mm-hmm. and then 1% really just completely treated America like how Castro was treating his people mm-hmm. we would have revolted just the n- amount of numbers we had right. but still they for 60 years they pushed them down pushed them down people had shit to say and they just get shut up because they had government officials going in mm-hmm. covert shit snatching you out of your house I'm not even going to go into detail about the torturing techniques I heard that they do to Cubans yeah, out there. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen like in researching this story. Right. Frankie's trying to slowly open a bag of cookies. <laughs> I, I've I in in researching this story, like I've seen articles about, you know, CIA helping out, taking out detractors I'm using air quotes or taking out people who were stirring up too much shit um so I, I I completely believe the level of brutality coming from a government trying to shut their people up I think oh man like I'm I'm, I'm looking at this situation I'm looking at like, does this go into, like, an all-out war between the people and the government? Like, is that where we're headed in Cuba? War has changed. 
world war has changed. Mm-hmm. What people are realizing, even though it might be a, l- a lot of violence that's going on right now, mm-hmm. the true change is inspiring more numbers. So the key factor in the people who are changing and making these changes is that the millennials in Cuba yeah. are the ones picking up yeah, the torch and they are artists. Yeah, yeah, I, I've, uh, yeah, you've definitely shown me a lot of um, sh- musical acts who are speaking out through music videos, through songs, through albums, getting the word out, getting getting the message of the movement out through um, a creative sense, which I think is is absolutely dope. It's just looking at this situation. I'm, you know, we always talk about resolutions here. Like, I'm, I'm trying to see how, how does this get resolved without any type of bloodshed. Hmm. Because you have a government fighting against his people. Even, you know, but before we started recording, like, I, I saw something where Biden was like, you know, he was he's thinking about intervening in Cuba. And I don't get the sense that the Cuban people who are on the ground want that help. They're like, nah, fuck y'all. We can do this ourselves. Because y'all haven't helped us before. Y'all was in here killing us or helping the government kill us. So it's like, why should we trust y'all now? They don't. For many years, you didn't do shit. And that's the reality of it. However, it might not be up to them. Because, like, one of the videos speculated, what if Russia... Cuba's long-time associate comes in to help. Long-time associate. When so Castro you, was like, Castro was right next to Florida. I mean, Cuba the, was next to Florida. Cuba was next to Florida. Russia sent nuclear warheads to Cuba to stash them. And the first chance that the U.S. had said, you know, hey, you got to remove that. Castro was on some shit like, I'll let three off right now. What you talking about? You can't tell me what to do. And yeah, then that, the, Rus- the Russian president was like, yo, chill, 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 yeah, chill, That would be wild if Russia sent its military to help out the Cuban military to continue to oppress its citizens. That would be fucking crazy. But there's a very strong possibility that that could happen. And then what can we do to help the Cuban people? Because now you have a full-blown military. Like, Cuba is... You know, Cuba isn't a big country. They have a military presence, but it's not like... It is actually a... Considering Puerto Rico and DR, but it's the, the biggest uh, It's the biggest country to have to overtake in the jungle in an atmosphere you're not used but, to. But to take... But to get the help... To get that... To have the backing of Russia, though. That's like... You calling Big Bro to help you beat up some dudes on the block. And now... Yeah, hey, yo, they try to jump me! Exactly. Like... So now we are coming. Yeah. Helicopters and yeah, yeah. So like now what? Like that that for me that kind of makes me fearful for the Cuban people who are really out here trying to fight for change in the country. Because now you got if that happens and we're just speculating of course. If that happens, what? The US like the like the the the, the US does the US intervene? we have a full-blown well that's what the whole kennedy bay of pigs thing was he was like eh, i want to help i don't want to help all right i'm gonna help just don't tell nobody i'm not gonna help all right fuck it we're not gonna help <laughs> right and it's like it's so much political shit 
intermingled with this to where it's like for me it overcomplicates the situation because it's like fam this this is very cut and dry i mean i understand the politics being involved because there are relationships these are world leaders you're trying to keep political affiliations and favors and all of that shit but it's like bro at the end of the day while y'all shaking hands and and figuring out who's going to get what money like people are still dying People are still fighting for their lives while you're trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I all get... the red tape and be yeah, like, and, all and that, that and that shit, like that shit, really gets in the way. And it gets I, on my nerves. No, it gets on my nerves. Because y'all talking here, even caviar and shit, bro. Taking your time, bro. Bureaucracy, bu- words, bureaucracy. Did I say that? Bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. That's how you gotta talk. <laughs> You know I can't pronounce shit. Bureaucracy get I probably still said it wrong, but fuck it. Y'all know what I'm saying. That shit gets in the way of every fucking thing. Simple as simple as, hey, people are hungry. Let's get them food. Well, I need to talk to twelve different people before I can even get a food truck over there. Like what and, the like and, what and, the fuck for? And in a land where the food is ripe for the picking. Right. right it's agriculture and fish right, and right. all that shit. so so like in, but they ration the food right so in like in cuba when shit grows right there on the street i can't pick a fucking mango because i gotta talk to 12 people in the government before i can pick this fucking mango even worse how about your great-grandparents owned the house your grandparents was raised in that house run the house they have kids in that house raise him and then all of a sudden the government just says that belongs to us now you can watch over it and stay there, but it belonged to us. You can't sell it. Right? You can't you have no say. It belongs to us as communism. Yeah, that's you shit got is... twelve cows, they belong to us. Yeah, that's if you kill bad. one, you took our property, you get to kill you. I, I'm that shit is that Iron Fist. Yeah, that shit is fucking weird to me. Like y'all overcomplicate very simple concepts. For, for no other apparent reason except to keep people oppressed and there is a reason <clears throat> they used to talk about castro's uh dining mm-hmm. uh choices like well, what he used to eat so basically he would pay like a lot of money mm-hmm. for a dessert to be flown in from france mm-hmm. So you eating good and living good and all of that and people out here are starving like that just so you could live like that. He was a dictator. He was trying to fight for power, you know, and it became a regime that only wished to oppress because the only way it could be a regime of that level was to oppress and milk the people. Of course. So it just got too far in the game. That Castro had to do that because he said history will absolve him because he felt that the governments against him were forcing him to act in this way. Right. And that was always his rationalization. However, to keep people under control, especially a bunch of Cubans, mm-hmm. is a very hard thing to do mm-hmm. because they're very like ready to rebel. Yeah. Castro was a product of that. He was a rebel. And now he knew that his people were capable of the same, overthrowing him. So he was like, hell no, you're not going to outsmart me. I'm going to have all these. He was very good with the CIA, secret talks, word of mouth, snitching. He was a gangster. 
Okay, so let me ask you then. Wh what do you think happens in Cuba now? Oh, I don't know. There's a lot in the air, isn't it? A lot could go the one way or another way. Yeah, it's, it's, there is a lot of uncertainty. The people are saying, let us handle it. Right. <clears throat> because it's just going to switch situations. It's just going to switch situations. If somebody come in and help, they're going to be like, well, we helped you, so let's divvy up everything. Right. And they're going to be like, what? No. One, we didn't ask for your help. And two, you're just not going to claim some shit that we've been fighting for for over 60 years. You know, I, I you know what I I kind of independence. I kind of agree with that. Like let the let let the people handle it. Let the people handle it. I don't. But they saying help, help how you can, help wherever you can, and that's it. You gotta inform yourself. You can help in a lot of ways. You can help in a lot of ways. I mean, uh, I mean, I think you know, just sending whatever resources you can could probably help. A little um, bit of money goes a long way. A little bit of a little bit of money goes a long way in Cuba. It's just I, I'm I'm of the mind of with a situation like this, you got to give the power to the people. That's the only for me, from my perspective. And again, I am no world politics expert, but it's on a very basic level. It just feels like yo, just give the people, let the people have the independence to control how their country goes, because we have many examples across the world in this country in this city that if you don't listen to the people and you let the government run shit nothing goes right so i think in this instance it's probably best for for the cuban people to handle this situation because because this level of uncertainty because everything is up in the air it allows all of these superpowers to come in and put their own sauce on the game and try to add in whatever type of contracts and backdoor deals that they want but to have true independence you got to give it to the people you got to let the people decide because governments aren't good at this type of thing at all but you know shout out to cuba shout out to everyone out there fighting for freedom fighting for their independence you know you have our support i'm gonna figure out more tangible ways to help out to make sure that they have the resources that they need because you know their situation is more extreme than what's happening in america but like oppression is oppression mm. no matter where it happens so you know shout out to cuba hopefully this i don't see it getting resolved anytime soon but yeah i'm i'm don't want anyone else to die either or be hurt or be fucked up because of this but we're gonna keep an eye on this situation and uh yeah, man. But into more fucked up shit. Switching back to local news, I um I read a story that um speaking of like oppression, right, and governments not doing what the fuck they're supposed to do. So uh, the two biggest, I guess, crisis is crises in the city right now is clean water, which we talked about, and affordable housing. 
if you know anything about anything, you know that housing has been very fucking expensive everywhere. Not even taking it out of Jersey City. I read a report yesterday that said that people who make minimum wage can't afford to live anywhere in the country. Nowhere at all. So I read a story about Jersey City, our illustrious administration. These motherfuckers gave up $1.6 million in affordable housing federal grant money, meaning that the government gave Jersey City money to build affordable housing for its community. They didn't use it? Fuck no. Where? Right? Did, apparently the money just disappeared. The money, again, Jersey City got a federal grant f- from the government mm-hmm. of $1.6 million. They were supposed to build 19 affordable units. They were supposed to build some on Bergen, on Clinton, and on Storms. The properties were never built. They were deemed incomplete. I'm using air quotes. And the money disappeared. Jersey Journal reached out to the Fulop administration, the spokespersons, whatever ladies over there. She said, oh, well, I, I don't know what happened. We build affordable housing. How? Where is the affordable housing? If, if if a report comes out and says people who now now rem, rem, <laughs> I can't even get my words out. Reminder: the minimum. You talking wage, about where Lafayette used to be? You talking about that little ass space? Well, There's not enough of those types of places. Well, it's on Bergen. I don't know exactly where on. No, Bergen I'm just saying, from. if it's supposed to be that type of thing, that's the only one I know, besides the new houses. Right, but right. The, but the point is, we talk. We was talking about oppression. Mm-hmm. If you have people in the city who are looking for housing and can't afford it because everything is two thousand dollars a month for a basement apartment, right? You're oppressing your citizens because now they want to stay in the city that they love and they can't because I can't fucking afford it. Gentrification. Well, not I would say gentrification, but it's more you're trying to rebuild a new economy, or you're trying to attract a different level of citizens. But there's only but so much city, right? But and it's you're like constantly migrating new people with money catering to them, knowing that you're building and running out of space for us, and that anything around these very rich monopoly places mm-hmm. are only going to boost up. And you knew this. So it's only part of the plan. It's just nobody informed us, but we saw it coming because it's always been only rising up. Right. And it's like, I thought it was funny that the the administration kind of played dumb that, oh, they tried to say, and this made me laugh. They tried to say, oh, we have the best record of building affordable housing. Right. So I looked into it. They don't. You know, um, Terry DeHair. You remember Terry DeHair? He was a 
He was a notable basketball player from the city. He has a park on Garfield across from where Barry Lane is now. Um, He was supposed to get with the, he's supposed to collaborate with the Fulop administration to build affordable housing in the city. Did that oh, happen? Oh yeah, when that happened? It never happened. So it was like, y'all keep saying, oh, we're building affordable housing, we're building affordable housing, and you're fucking not. You're lying to your citizens and then playing dumb when reports come out about what is really going on. Whoa. And it's like, this shit is, this shit is damn near commonplace now. It's almost expected. Like, it, it, it's... We it's, didn't see this coming? Right. And it's... <clears throat> What are we going to do about it, though? This goes right back to the revolution. You know, Cuba sat on on the way it was for a long time, mm -hmm. operating off of fear. That same fear is here. The same fear is here, but it's just a different outlook. Yeah, it's it's like we... We can do the protests. We can do... We could hit the streets, but it's like... Is that working? Is that enough to really change the minds of the people in power, especially in this city? Because we're not even in this city alone, but it's like we need something else. We need something stronger to really move them into, okay, we're going to do better because they don't really give a fuck. Like we can make noise. We can say, hey, we need more affordable housing. Y'all are pushing us out. But they have shown time and time again they don't give a fuck about what we talking about their whole stance is so what oh you can't afford to live here make more money broke boy mm -hmm. oh you can't find you can't find affordable housing make more money mm -hmm. you fucking bum mm -hmm. and it's like okay y'all are obviously not listening and I'm just not sure what the next step is to make sure that they really do what do what we want them to do because it's just blatant it's someone in your face saying yeah i know i was supposed to do this. yeah I, like i know i was supposed to take this money and do something with it but i didn't and what you gonna do right what you gonna do about it right so it's like i i'm, I'm not sure what the next step is but pussy boy they you know they robbed us oh yeah they got us that money was supposed to go to us for different reasons circumstances sure. how many people on the street in <clears throat> jersey city right but, next to the brownstone but that's the thing there's not it's so much other shit going on it's not enough. yeah it's it's one for one there isn't enough there's there isn't enough coverage about the shit that really should piss us off it's not enough articles about it it's not in the main news sources so it's like we missed this shit like if we didn't talk about it you probably wouldn't have heard nothing about mm. this story right so it's like it's, it was meant to be covered up <clears throat> or, or 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 toned down to the point where it's like you might see it but because it's not being circulated enough you don't really care too much you know what i'm saying like This shit is wild, bro. This shit is wild. But we definitely 
need to come up with a um a different tax. Where's that million dollars? 1.6. We still owed it. 1.6. We still owed it. Where is it? Oh. And we need that. Oh, like no, we, ASAP. No, we do. Let us manage it. Yeah, that we do need that. And they just like, oh, I don't know. Sound like fucking Snoopy and shit. Well, you yeah. owe us the shit. You owe us the shit. Where's that at? Nobody knows. And that's the most infuriating part because this administration is like. Didn't he say not too long ago when we were complaining about the schools that he was like, where you want me to do that? Where, with what money can I do that? Where's the money to do that? There it is right there. You took that. You know what? In a very rare occurrence, I gotta, I have to compliment the intestinal fortitude of Fulop and his administration to be like, so. Right. And? And? The fuck y'all gonna do? Go downtown. You'll see the money. Like he's You're really. walking on it. Like he's really on some shit. Like, what the, y'all not gonna do nothing. So what? Fuck y'all gonna do? He probably took that money and helped these businesses get off the ground. He probably took that money and, and fucking brought a fuck. Got a beach house? Yeah, got a beach house or some shit. I beat the beach off him. <laughs> beat the beach off him. Yeah, that shit. That shit is. That shit is wild, man. I. I I'm. I'm kind of. I don't respect it, but it's like he is really on some shit. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Gangsta shit. What you gonna do about it? Right. Do something. Do something. I ain't leave Israel for this. <laughs> Shout out to Niz. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Niz. But yeah, he, that's he's really on some gangster shit. Like, yeah, fuck y'all gonna do? Oh, y'all mad? What y'all gonna do? Y'all ain't got clean water and y'all ain't got nowhere to live. Do something, pussy. That's how you talking to us. Y'all ain't gonna do shit. Y'all gonna make some Instagram posts. I'm still gonna spend this money that was supposed to go to y'all. It's spent. I could show you the receipt of the shit I brought with the money I was. Supposed I already to y'all. put that. I already put that towards my taxes. Send, send a drawer somewhere. Yeah, like I can. This, y'all not gonna see this money. That at was all. yesterday's news. So yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Somebody gonna have to slap box him or something. Something gonna have to happen. Cause he is just on some old, some straight gorilla gangster shit, gorilla pimp shit. <laughs> he he's on some gorilla pimp shit. Like I will slap y'all. Yeah. Fuck you gonna do, boy? The fuck you talking about? Yeah. You disrespect me? I'll cut a nipple off. Yeah, like he. That's that's, that's how he moving. I'm gonna apply for all of these loans and not give y'all a fucking dime. Do something. I got 1.6 from the government for nothing. You mad? You upset? What you gonna do? Protest? You Go gonna, ahead. You can protest. What you gonna make downtown a, where we spent the money? Yeah. You gonna make a long Instagram? And then we are gonna capsule? use that same money to send the cops over there to shut your ass down. Because <laughs> that's where your tax money goes. Right. Into. What you gonna make a long Instagram post? Get some likes? You fucking pussy. I don't know, man. We'll we'll figure it out, man. Awareness is key. Unity is key, but yeah, he he is on some straight gorilla pimp shit, man. Gorilla pimp shit, but uh, let me see. I think I think that's it, man. I mean, it was kind of slow, but it's like 
you know, we still here. Uh, I guess we can get into music. I'm lying. I ain't listening to shit. What the fuck I'm getting mm-hmm. into music for? I didn't get it. Oh, Pop Smoke's album came out. I was going to say, at least that. Yeah, Pop Smoke's album came out. I didn't listen to it because I don't like post-death albums. Mm. I've never heard a good one. So, and I just... They already said, I think Pop Smoke's manager already said this album is filled with like half verses and it's so no, many. So, f- like the DMX turned out, where it's half this, half don't, that. Don't bring up that. I love DMX too much. Don't bring up that fucking album. It's off record. It's off record. But this Pop Smoke album, but according that's what to. Yeah, but according to his manager, it was filled with a bunch of half verses and then they just filled it up with features. And and I listen. It's cool because it gives money to Pop Smoke's family. I'm with all of that. But it's from a pure musical standpoint. I don't want to listen to this. You're not checking for it. I'm not. I'm not really checking for it. R.I.P. to Pop Smoke. Gone way too soon. But it's like I don't like post death albums. I don't like the forty that fucking Tupac put out. I don't like the two that Biggie put out. I don't like any of them. Cause they're never good but if you love pop smoke if you're a fan of pop smoke his album faith is available right now on all of your dsps i have not listened to it because i refuse outside of that ain't really too much shit out man i'm still listening to a bunch of old shit just to kind of cope but with that being said um Happy birthday to my boy Frankie again. Um, hope you enjoyed your day. Everyone send happy uh, happy birthday wishes to the good brother Frankie Metals. Also, shout out to the good sister Wanda World who blessed me with a bunch of fucking drip shirts and customized Yeezy slides. Shout out to Wanda World for that. And um, yeah, man, we here turned up. Frankie is 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 celebrating. Well, not celebrating, but, you know, he's celebrating his own way. But uh, in the meantime, in between time, follow the show on everything. Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Twitter.com slash 4KJ. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You follow A Celestial Goddess on IG for your holistic healing. You can follow at Ivy's Tico on IG for your herbal needs. You can follow at Embrace Naturally on IG for your hair care needs. You can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC for your recording needs. Make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, and tell a motherfucking friend. And, um... Soul to the guy in the back with the blue hat. <laughs> yeah, that's my auctioneer voice. And uh, freedom for the stress. In every form of fashion, we all need freedom. We all want freedom. We all fighting for freedom. So freedom from the stress, man. The Delta variant is very fucking real. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and stop touching niggas with your hands. All right? Y'all be safe, man. We out. Bang. You can do that.